Well, hello and welcome to Audionautic Deep Space Network, episode 49. This is our weekly music production, technology, and marketing podcast. Today, we're talking about the Soundforce SFC-8, a mutable instruments plates update, and a very cool iOS hardware sequencer that's now a groove box with some sample functionality. My name is Sunwarper, and with me today is... Well, Kurt is taking a photo, apparently, maybe a selfie, and also Eon Lake. How are you, my friend? <laughs> oh, don't stop me off. Um, I'm a bit, bit below par, if I'm honest. Uh, oh, man. I've been ill. Um, get the violins out, everyone. Um, lots of um, sympathy in the chat, please, because I haven't been well. Um, That's a bummer, man. If I cough my guts up in this, I do apologize. I will mute, but um, yeah. Other than that, I'm happy to be here talking about stuff, as usual. Um, That's the way to do it. What you been working on? Anything musically? I have in my sick bed. Um, <laughs> I'm still working on the live set and so on. I'm finding it a little bit of a drag at the moment because um, it's all the exporting and so on. You know, mm. the existing tracks aren't in the format that I want. There's a lot of work to do before I can drop it into my live set and start messing around and having fun then. But, you know, the work goes on. Yeah. Hopefully soon I'll have all the content in there and then I can do all the fun stuff and all the uh, messing around. Um, I've been sat here with my modular a little bit as well, re-familiarizing myself. It's been a little while since I've played. Um, I've been doing some upgrades as well, which we'll talk about later on. Um, and yeah, um, I've also been listening to other people's music, picking up. Um, Curtis's comments from last week um, I'm filling out some ideas on the whiteboard for the next few projects uh, I'm listening to varied styles of music and I'm listening to things and thinking what is it about this that makes it good writing it down on the board and thinking about how I can revoice that, repurpose it because it's usually stuff from other genres that are completely unrelated to mine and trying to incorporate elements and what it is about them that make them good so yeah i'm just sort of sort of idea generation at the moment that's cool yeah well if it makes you feel any better the chat is quite lively bendy says feel better howard and shady ridge says hope you feel better soon eon lake and audionautic itself commented and said such a <laughs> wow. trooper such a trooper no we do appreciate you hopping on that i know is. it's not fun when you're sick um but that's cool. I, I like that idea of listening to music in varied genres and things like that. Um, it's a good way to kind of work outside of, like, like when you start working, you've got ideas from other genres yeah, in your head and do something different. Yeah. So I want to remind myself about what it is about what other people do that inspires me. And it always gives me ideas. Not yeah. to do the same thing, but I always get ideas from other people's music. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Frequency Control Center also says, hey, Ian, uh, you sound like I feel. Oh, no, Paul, are you sick as well? That's a bummer. I hope okay. you feel better, too, if you're not feeling well. Yeah. Um, but Sympathy I, for anyone out there who's ill. <laughs> yeah, for everybody that's ill of any kind, yeah, we're with you. It's It's been a rough day, I think, for all of us, so we're there. Uh, but we're live, and uh, we've got quite the chat. We appreciate everyone who's tuning in. Uh, if you want to... Leave a like if you dig the live stream today. It helps a ton. Um, but also with us today is my Audionautic co-pilot, co Curtis. What's up? I'm good, man. Uh, yeah. You know it's, it's you uh, this time. It's me. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. We're moving up. 
I'm I'm not as sick as you guys. Um, so it's less of a surprise that it's uh it's my it's my name that's being called. But yeah, happy to be here and it's lovely. Um, need this show. Need it. I got to the end of work today and I was like, oh, I need to see uh, everyone and I need to see what's going on. So yeah, it's all good. Happy happy to be here. We got a jam packed show, really. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, before we get to the show, though, what have you been up to? It's been busy. Um. On the audio nautic side, um, I've been doing those experimentations with YouTube Shorts and with TikTok. Um, that's going, so probably too early to talk about that. But we've been doing those daily posts on Shorts and TikTok mm-hmm. to see the results and what happens and uh, the reach and stuff like that. So that's been taking up a lot of my time um, because I would have thought about spending time about scheduling, but. I ain't got, I've got time for that, so oh, just going to post on a daily basis. I even um, left a message like, you can just I schedule know. them out and all this stuff. I was like, I know I'm speaking to deaf ears on this, but, I, I, but I, I I'll at least try. It's all in the Google Drive. I just need to spend an hour. I just need to find an hour and I can just sit and schedule everything for YouTube. So once there's a, a plug-in for TikTok and uh, Google Calendar, you'll be laughing. Then. Just schedule it, bang, straight out of the calendar. Exactly. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be great. Well, I need one of those Elon Musk kind of like in-brain clips. So I just think about it and it just does it for me. Um, but on the Curtis side, I got this. I got one of these. I picked up, I, I borrowed from work. I borrowed the APC mini Mark one, um, which means I now have 16 channels on my Ableton live set, which nice. is wonderful. Um, wow. Wow. We, talked yeah. about, we, we were talking about limitations last week and how like eight tracks has been a great limitation for me. Yeah. And then I completely went against the grain and suddenly we've got a 16. Crazy fool. I'm only doing eight. Wow. <laughs> but this, this, I and feel I'm like. maximalist. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. Plus channels all the way, man. Yeah. Exactly. So I've been playing around with it. I've got them. And I've got, I've also got 12 bus channels. So I've got. I've got the I've got the sixteen <laughs> channels, but then I've also got various different iterations of send and return. Uh-huh. So, um, most people pare things down a bit for their lives. Don't they? <laughs> yeah, not know. Curtis. Well, this, well this, this is it. I'm going with. I'm not like performing, so I'm going live tomorrow at six p.m. UTC for the first time. I've been trying this out and try, doing the private streams for the past couple of months, but I'm going live properly tomorrow, and uh, I'm going. I'm not performing. Like Survey Channel did a wonderful performance last week, which kind of oh, got yeah. me off to get. He did a wonderful, wonderful. That's brilliant. It was. It was lovely. Um, I love the lighting, but the um, uh, but I'm not performing as such. I'm and I'm just kind of hitting record and I'm pressing play, and I'm seeing what kind of materializes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, very much so. What about you, Sam Wolfer, oh, the man, man extraordinaire himself, the week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it's it's been a, an interesting day or so. I uh, I was editing some videos for my YouTube and for Audionautic yesterday, and I hit render in Final Cut Pro, and then it just started. You know, if, if you're not familiar with Final Cut, when you start rendering up at the top, you'll get this little circle that starts filling up. It just mm-hmm. never started filling up. So I open the, the circle spot and it just says sharing 0%, won't budge. And it's a 12 second video. I'm like, this is not normal. So I start trying to figure out what's going on. I, I close the, the program, open it back up and I'm on a Mac. 
and the program just starts bouncing on the dock endlessly. It won't open. Just keeps bouncing. So I'm trying to figure out all these issues, and then I go, oh well, I should probably just up see if there's an update. There is an update available, but I was on OS 10, and it's only for 11 and up. And I was like, well, that's not good. And then I finally got Final Cut to open back up, and anytime I go to specific projects I was working on, one I've been working on for a week that's supposed to be out tomorrow, it just crashes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh crap, this is not good. So I try to open Logic, same issue. And that's when I said, okay, now we've got a serious problem. So it's I, yeah, this is like serious issue. So I just, I was like, I backed everything up and I said, screw it, I'm just gonna update the OS. And so I updated to not the most recent, recent one, but the one before that caused all those plugin problems. I think it's Monterey. And um, I was the whole time it was uploading and it took like 30 minutes or updating. I was like, oh God, this is going to be such a nightmare, isn't it? And then I opened Final Cut. Everything is perfect. It was like, okay, well, that's one victory. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling that a victory. We're good. Now the true thing, opening Logic, because I have plugins from Waves and some others that have let's say, uh, non-consumer friendly update issues. And uh, sure enough, they all worked. So I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Except I have an old Isotope RX, which won't work in Final Cut now. So that was kind of a bummer. But it, it, it took like all day to figure, I was troubleshooting, trying to figure out stuff. So I got all backed up, but, um, but it resolved. And then on a brighter note, I've been just doing some final promo prep for an upcoming release that's coming up and then uh, building a live set solely on the SP to perform out. I'm going to film like a performance out in a park or something like that, like just with the SP. So I've been figuring out different ways to do performance with just this. So some I'm triggering specific chops of a sample and playing the full song behind it. Others I'm just doing DJ stuff and then others I'm actually performing with the chromatic mode, like to play parts. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting couple of days. Bloody intense, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it, it was something. <laughs> I hate that upgrade hell you get into. I really do. It's one of the things I hate most about using computers. Yeah. It's the reason why I do hardware at all. Yeah. It it Just really made me think like this is one of the reasons why I've I've kind of moved I mean now I'm kind of moving to the middle, but moved towards Dollar stuff so much because it's like I mean, yeah, you can obviously have firmware issues or stuff like that, but it's like, mm. it's a dedicated nice. piece of music making mm. and that's it, you know, so. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need, yeah. Uh, it's mental. Like, yeah, I, I've, like I say, when I switch over from the lap, uh, laptop to this one, and just some uh, VST uh, creators more than others, admittedly, but the pain of moving and upgrading everything across and getting everything in line, it is a ball. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain. Well, thanks. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, <laughs> then we we had a bit of an issue right before we went live where the software I used to capture our audio, I didn't think to check it yesterday. It just didn't work. It needed an update. And then I had to figure that out, update that, and then <laughs> restart the computer like two minutes before we went live. <laughs> so it is hairy, but we are here and we are live and we very much thank you. And we are here live because of our patrons. Um, David. Uh, Bandu, Hydrofire, uh, to name a few, uh, and Shady Shady Ridge. Thank you. We love you. Thank yeah. you love so much. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate your support. And uh, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. So thank you ever so much. Um, 
we have some news for you as well. Um, I think which will mm. kick kick the show off. Um, in our news section today, Sam Walker and I sat down at our weekly meet on Monday, um, and we revamped our patron uh, patron pledges, our tier system. Is that the way it works? We're not very professional about these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think just we updated our Patreon tiers. We did, yeah. We realized that some of them were a little bit out of date. Some of them were a bit kind of stuff that we didn't do anymore because uh, Audio Nautic is an ever-changing evolution of things. So uh, we thought we'd take you through them. And this is for, so you guys understand what uh, you'll get, but also anyone who's thinking of becoming a patron, this is what you might be able to see. Um, Our patronage starts at as little as $2 a month. And it really helps. It really allows us to do this on a week in, week out basis. It allows us to troubleshoot and test and, you know, find out things more about the ever changing landscape that is the music production world. So if you do like what we do, please consider going to patreon.com slash audionautic and making, a pl- and making, not mating, mating a pledge would be kind of awkward, but making a pledge would be lovely in that regard. Um, but yeah, very much so. Um, should we take people through the tiers, Sam Walker? Yeah, uh, I think the most important part is um, probably just what's new in the $5 and up. That is the most change. That is the most change. Yeah. Don't, don't forget, if you are a patron and you start at $2, you do get uh, access to our um, patron hangout, which is a monthly Discord chat, which we had on Sunday, yeah. which is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was a ton of fun. Thanks to yeah. all the patrons who showed up. We had a great time. We were talking gear. We were going through everybody's different setups and kind of music philosophies, which was very interesting. Uh, you, you yeah. learn something every time, you know? You do. You read no doubt. And I was, I was saying to like, I was doing it at my girlfriend, Chris's place. And I was like, I was telling her about what we were talking about and all the things like that. And she just, there was just, she just, she just, yeah, just, she was like, you go and have fun with your friends because you understand each other. You know? <laughs> we know that look. We all know that look. <laughs> Even if it's just like a friend. Or the eyes glaze over. And just, just, oh, great. Or a family member. They're going, oh, he's talking about that stuff again. I'll keep nodding until he stops. Exactly. So running through these very quickly, if you decide to go for $5 a month of the Audionautic Plus, uh, you get everything in terms of our, uh, you get our early access to Audionautic content. You get uh, Starstream, uh, which is the pre, uh, our Hangout, as we said before, but also uh, the invitation to come and join us on the live chat about halfway through um, our Audionaut Plus and more. They get to uh, come on the live show and have a chat with us. And it's always fun. Hydrofighter is a consistent visitor and we love it. Uh, it's always good fun in that regard. Um, as well as that, we are doing some more pre-recorded content uh, from next month where we do, we have been doing uh, reviews of uh, software that gets sent to us uh, and interviews, that kind of thing. We'll be doing more of that in the pipeline. So you'll get full versions of that, whereas on, on the air, live, we'll show a snippet, that kind of thing. Uh, for $7, you get all of that. Um, plus, as well, uh, we will uh, put your name on the front of the transmission as it comes in, which I need, still need to edit. I'll get around to it. It's just been a busy week. Um, but also, um, any releases that Sun Warper and I put out through Audionautic Records, because we always put out through Audionautic Records these days, you get download, download codes straight away. Um, and you don't have to ever buy anything that we do. We just give you codes to that as well. And finally, um, 
if you are already an Autic engineer, which is $10 a month, um, you get all of that, plus you get access to merchandise, which will give you three times per year, um, as well as that, and we'll come and have a chat with you uh, on Google, uh, on Zoom or wherever, and talk about anything that you want, just private chats, that kind of thing. And that's what you can get if you do. Ultimately, we're trying to do this and give you what we can because you guys support us and we really appreciate it. So yeah, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, and a special shout out to our Audionaut engineer, McKinley A. Thanks so much. You take that one right off, that's great. Yeah, thank you, McKinley A, wonderful. So yes, that is uh, what's going on in the Patreon world right now. Soundforce, who wants yeah. to talk about Soundforce? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this because we kind of touched upon it, speaking of our Starstream Hangout, on the Starstream Hangout, where we were talking about the tactile response of hardware and how there's just something different about, you know, moving a filter versus just automating it in a DAW or something, or even like if you have a MIDI controller like the Arturia, I'm blanking on the name, Mini Lab or whatever it's called, you know, you, you can set it to it. But I thought this was really cool. It's the Soundforce SFC8, and I believe Hydro Fighter, one of our patrons, might have one of these or something similar to this. Uh, it's a dedicated Jupiter 8 MIDI controller. So for Jupiter 8 emulations, like I think there's an Arturia one. Yeah, Arturia, Jupiter, Jupe 8, and Tal's J8. These are built, or this is built for that. And everything you do is built around the way that's designed. Um, so it's kind of an interesting middle ground, I thought. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to talk about I, we can check out the actual perks or you know the the specs of it, but I, I I wanted to talk more about that finding that bridge between the hardware and the software. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we uh, we are we're not running through the specs themselves, but the idea, like you say, is to see this this thing is a dedicated piece of hardware for a piece of software that you would have, which is really interesting because we'd say that you could map it to something else if you wanted to but this is dedicated specifically to that which comes through arturia it's a really interesting concept um again you can have that everything that you have in a vst but you can still turn those knobs and you can still have those little pieces of monkey monkey turn knob things change and monkey gets squealed out of joy which is quite nice yeah and uh, just a little bit about the specs for it let me get it back up um so it's, uh, you can plug your MIDI keyboard or sequencer to the SFC and use it as a USB MIDI interface. Um, it, so it has five pin DIN MIDI input and output. Five banks of four presets have been implemented in the controller and three modes, jump, pickup, and scale are available to the user to define the behavior of the controller. Uh, and then it's 499 euros, but that's with the VAT tax. And then in the US, it's 449. It's 449. What gets me as well is well, 100% sheet metal, bent steel, and powder coated in black. It's aluminium. So that solid. would be. That is, yeah, it's a solid piece of kit. Yeah. That's, that's not one of these kind of, you know, these plastic. It's a synth with the synth taken out. Yeah. All the controllers. Yeah. <laughs> and the MIDI functionality. I and mean, the build quality on it is lovely. Yeah. And I wanted to get your guys' take on this. You know, would you get a dedicated piece of gear for a specific synth? And you can probably, if it's MIDI CC and stuff, you could probably use it and program it. I would think. I'm not sure, but uh, 
you could program it for other synths, but is this something that would kind of bridge that gap? Like we have in the chat, a lot of people are saying they have something similar. And I'd be curious, chat, to hear what's your guys' take on this. Does it has it persuaded you more towards soft synths, or do you still gravitate towards your hardware? Is there just something about that actual stuff in the hardware making noise when you change it? But a Hydro Fighter says, I have the one for the Juno, the SFC60. Yeah, I knew you had one of theirs. Uh, David says, these controllers are so cool. D-Tronics has them for the DX7, Junos, and Reface DX. And Bendu says, I have a dedicated controller for my Alpha Juno 1. Also works with the VST emulation. So why don't we start with uh, Eon Lake? I'd love to hear your take on it. Wow, I don't really know. I, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about it. I... I suppose two things. I'm very much hands-on, as you can imagine. I do, a long time ago, realized the value of being able to turn something and hear a change and that immediacy. Um, so I think it's very important. I'm all for MIDI controllers as well so that you can extend that into the door for the things you're using there. I don't know about being that highly specialized it's particularly suited to a certain instrument i guess it's like if you use that instrument all the time it makes perfect sense i mean like i imagine in another life maybe if there's an ms20 one that would be the one for me there you go, i yeah. love my ms20 and i really like the k2 that i've got as well which is like a shrunken version of it um so I think, yeah, maybe I would. I mean, not as things stand, because the things that I like using a lot are actually hardware synths at the moment. But if I'd actually gone a different route and was using a VST for those particular types of sound that were a, a choice, uh, I think I would be definitely benefiting from a, a physical controller that suits it. I would also always like to have something separate as well though that is flexible and could control anything but i suppose as long as you're using um if you run ableton you're using a push you can put it in user mode and it's all midi mappable it, it's yeah. completely wide open so there's your open one and you can have a closed one for something that you use a lot i mean yeah. i know we've all got certain sense that that we favor so you know if they're the profit one send warper what do you reckon See, that's that's the thing. I, I'll get to that after we get Curtis's take, but I also want to <laughs> talk about the chat. Uh, we have in the chat, Hydro Fighter. This is an interesting take. Uh, think I, He says, I think I would opt for some of the Roland Boutique products before getting another product like this. Uh, I'd be curious to hear why that is, as you own one of them. Uh, David says, can't have enough controllers for VST. I think a lot of us like Arturia for that reason. And he mm. says to Eon, like, there is an MS-20 controller. Uh, he's saying in a question, uh, but it, he thinks there's an MS-20 controller by Korg. So there you go, Eon. Like, yeah. maybe, you know, that's your gear for the week, I guess, that you could buy. Uh, Curtis. Well, I'm not <laughs> and, there you go. Curtis, what about you? What's your thought on it? I'm just looking, and I can't see any dedicated controller for the MS-20. I can see there is an MS-20 as a VST mm. looking on Reddit, which is obviously the... Good. I feel justified in my life choices now, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, it would be nice to have a dedicated one. I mean, I'd love it. But I, I, it from what I can see is a quick... It says mini season. MS-20. Yeah, that's that's another thing. That was like the reissue, wasn't it? That's oh, still yeah. hardware. That's still hardware. And then there um, was the re-reissue full-size one, which is what I've got. Yeah, um, but it's not 
Yeah, there is a VST and there is a hard, there is a hardware piece, but I don't think there's a MIDI controller for the VST. Um, yeah, that's from a very quick Google search. If anyone watching or watching back as a clip would like to correct me about how wrong I am, please feel free because uh, mm. I know nothing. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, my take. Um, in a similar vein, I think okay, if I had. Maybe if I had the Arteria, I'd think differently, but it seems like a very specific form of VST or MIDI controller for something that is quite specific and something that, unless I was using for everything, that I'm not sure I would mm. use it. Um, VST, I mean, maybe it's just because for me, VSTs are the thing that I tend to cycle with. Like, I always use my Ultranova, I always use my Monologue, and I always, obviously, I always have my guitar. But like I've got a MIDI keyboard here, which is connected to complete control, which just cycles with whatever I kind of fit fancy at the time. Hmm. And as a result, I don't. When it comes to VSTs, the only real thing I ever really settle on is like a piano or like an electric piano. I never really. When it comes to synthesizers, I I tend to have. That's the fun for me. The fun is switching them up. So I wouldn't do that. However. I mean, I'm thinking about where I want to be as a producer in the next five years, and perhaps I just haven't found a VST that is for me that I can go, yeah, I'll use that for everything. So that's kind of my take on that situation. Um, what interests me is a Hydrofighter says in the chat, um, if he says, if Hydrofighter says in the chat, he might go for a Roland boutique product before getting another product. Like, yeah, he expanded on that. He said the controls on the SFC 60 cannot be configured to use different CC or MIDI notes. So he says kind of a stinger. Yeah, that's, that's my thing. Like I like I, with but that. If it appears as its own controller on its own sort of channel, then presumably, you know, cause it's got USB MIDI as well, hasn't it? But presumably that's... it appears as a dedicated MIDI controller yeah. with 16 channels and yeah. Okay. The, the CCs are hard coded, but presumably that's not a problem but if that's the case like i can put, i can put this to a midi out and i can map this in ableton to any vst that i want to so yeah, like, that's what uh, ben bomber does right with his yeah, yeah I, XD I was diva. horrified it was using a, a mini log to control diva yeah exactly yeah yeah and hey, that, don't that, knock diva yeah that, i like them both it's just it's no, no, no. It's just like watching dogs and cats getting it on or something. <laughs> also, David is already calling you out, Curtis. He says there is a yes. controller. Keep searching. So I will. We'll, very we'll much look so. and we can get back to everybody. Yeah, C minus uh, for Google. Oh, he said, I think he found it. He oh. says Korg MS20 IC. While Curtis searches that what he was talking about and kind of what Hydro Fighter was saying was a little bit of my slight yeah, trepidation i suppose like when eon like mentioned oh if there was a profit one would i get it i mean <laughs> i would i would be inclined to but a the price uh for me personally is a, is a bit steep i think like what um uh i think for that price you'd really have to be using that plugin on everything or you really love that plugin and want to have that tactile response and i think that makes sense um, yeah. but one thing I would worry about is like my whole computer fiasco yesterday. If a plugin is no longer supported or something like that, yeah. do you just have a, 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 and like I said, I, it sounds like you could probably use it for other things. I'm not sure. And, and again, we're not necessarily looking at this specifically and like giving a judgment on it. It's just that the, the idea of 
adding that tactile nature to a VST. But yeah, my a dedicated one, my issue would be if something like there's a software is no longer supported and that's what it's for, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to my club. Come on in. <laughs> I mean, I just, I've had this since it's the profit right since 2013. Yeah. So, you know, I just, I just stick with that little dude. <laughs> Curtis is just cracking up. I don't know what for, so, what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, well, because I I've been looking, I was searching for the IC, and entirely right, completely correct. There is there is a dedicated uh, controller for it, uh, but also there was a little thing on Reddit, um, and which made me laugh. But also J Bell sent me a message, uh, which cracked me up uh, to my WhatsApp about how I can't even do a Google search correctly, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that cracked me up because he's completely right. Uh, he's completely right. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I think yeah, you got so, it now. I mean, maybe if maybe if it's um, a hardware controller for that new Oberheim synth, you know, oh, yeah, and the controller's like four hundred, and the synth's you know what two grand. You know, there's probably a good reason there. But if you're talking about a, a four hundred buck controller for a five hundred buck synth, so like I get the synth. I suppose it's about that disparity, yeah. isn't it? How much? How much do you save? And uh, well, yeah, and FCC even asks if they're that specific, why not get the real hard hardware? Is it price? Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I think it makes sense if this is something you use day in and day out or that you really love the sound of and want it on everything. If you really want that tactile response of moving a knob, getting reactions and, and frequency changes and things like that, it, I think it makes sense. Um, so, yeah. I, I just wanted to get everybody's take on it. Another alternative that I think is even cooler is something like Arturia's Mini Freak also having a plug-in version now. Yeah. And mm. so, you know, you can use the, the Mini Freak as hardware and connect it with the plug-in or as like an extension, or you can just have the plug-in. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is, yeah, very much so. Those combinations, because we've seen it as well with guitar pedals, haven't we? Like guitar pedals that are hardware-based, but also they can be VST now as well. In the same fashion, that... I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that kind of both hardware and software to both that communicate with each other. That kind of yeah. that synergy. That that's kind of where I want to be. Yeah, um, but dedicated. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ian. Like, oh no, go on. I was just going to say specific to the uh, Sound Force. I do really like that idea of adding hardware to these plugins. It's mm. just it's a pretty cool idea. And yeah, I mean, you can do it with like. Uh, all the stuff we have, the mini lab, the launch controller, whatever it's called, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, but I, I, it's very cool to see something that looks like the real hardware that's you know pretty accurate, but for a VST that you get. Uh, in the chat, David says, Arturia are always leading, aren't they? I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. I don't, on the, a side note, though, I would say I, I really like Soundforce as a company. I like the stuff they make. I like the build quality they've got. I've got a couple of Euro rack modules from him and uh, he's a really nice guy as well. So yeah, I mean, I very much like what they're doing. It's just whether or not it's for me or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I that's think it's really cool. That's about as nice as it gets. That build quality yeah. is crazy incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And if, if you are using that, if you are using the Juno and that's something that you use in day in, day out or for every production that you're on, do it. I mean, it's no, no better way to kind of get that across. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that is Soundforce. What's the next thing we have? In the, we have in the chat. We have the plates, uh, plates, 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 plates. I call it plates. Plates, plates. So yeah, um, news. 
Yeah. Old news, really. But I don't know. If you're anything like me, and December is a complete madhouse of too many things going on, or you like to celebrate Christmas by being drunk for the entire month of December, <laughs> you might have missed the fact that before uh, Emily Gillet closed shop at Mutable and shut down the website and everything, she dropped a new version of firmware for Platts, which is their most uh, popular macro oscillator. And um, apart from a few bug fixes and so on, it introduced an entire new bank of eight sound engines um, that you can use on it, which is, you know, there are 16 on the on the original model, on the original firmware. So it's a whole nother eight. It's quite a change. And there's all sorts of uh, funky stuff in there. Um, did you want me to share the page? I've got it here. I didn't want to detract from your wonderful yeah, monologue yeah. about what you're doing because you know what you're Hold talking down about. A little bit. So unfortunately, yeah. we can't look at the Mutable site because it doesn't exist anymore. It's been closed. Um, if you go down just below that picture, it'll tell you what's in there. So we've got um, <clears throat> some harmonic stuff going on. So um, resonance and filter cutoff on some classic waveforms. But the more interesting stuff is when they get into... Um, phase distortion and modulation sound engines. And then um, models three, four, and five are all about FM algorithm using six operators, and it's DX7 compatible. So that means that <clears throat> you've got a whole bunch of presets of all sorts of different sounds, but you can, they've updated one of the purposes of a CV input so that you can upload sound banks, you can upload... Um, um, wave files and so on so you can have your DX7 patches in plats in your Euro rack being played from there which is pretty mental um, there's a string machine emulation as well I haven't actually listened to that one yet that's the one I haven't tried but I guess that's something like a Selena um, and yeah I mean it's as far as an update goes and as far as a goodbye goes Bless her. Um, it's, it's a hell of an upgrade. Yeah. I've been messing around with it today with all the new modules, uh, the new modes. And uh, <laughs> as, as usual, I thought I'll, I'll put a bit of effort in. I'll go through it so that I know what I'm talking about. And I completely didn't. I found a couple of sounds I liked and a song came out and I just made a song. So The true musician's uh, <laughs> way. So it's okay. But every right. time something new comes along, that seems to be what happens. It, I mean, it still sounds great. And, and there was a hell of a lot on a tiny module to start with. So I was pretty happy about that. Can't believe I missed it in December. But well, you got you're... it now. That's what matters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe I wasn't the only one to yeah. not notice. Well, yeah, it's well, good to just let it up. David in the chat says he has two, one clone and one original. The upgrade is a little tricky, but totally worth it. Excellent yes. improvements. Let's go, FM freaks. Yeah, I've been getting okay. into FM more and more lately. It's... Awesome. The upgrade is a pain. You've got to get the right level. It needs to be pretty loud. It's expecting um, Eurorack level, but if it's too loud, it will crash as well. It took me probably 25 goes hmm. to get it upgraded. You play a sound file into one of the um, CV inputs, so you download it and play the WAV file into it. Yeah. It's true. It is a bit fiddly, but you get there in the end if you get the volume right. It's interesting. It's an interesting way of upgrading. Um, <laughs> similar to like that's how I did my vocal sampler 
you have to play yeah. them into it. Yeah, the pocket it's... operator does a thing like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I did brick the module doing it. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and all I could do was just keep trying to upgrade it. It's yeah, it's it's an interesting one of doing it. It's it's it seems nice. Like, like you say, a nice way to kind of send off. It's I've just checked and it seems it's big. Um, it the article said that it was uh, on Tomman, but they now have all sold out. So I assume it's now you can only get them secondhand. Um, yeah, but there are lots of clones out there. I mean, that, that's what, she kept that code under her hat for about a year, I think, so that if things got bad with the clones, she could drop that and you know. That's clever. That's very, that's a good way of doing it. I didn't need to in the end, and then just released it anyway. Not all heroes wear capes, huh? Mm. Um, it's a very good way of putting it. Um, it's a nice way of doing it. So that is frequency control center. What's that? I was just saying frequency control center. Said it sounds like ZX Spectrum's playing cassettes to load a game. It sounds very much like that. In fact, <laughs> I think you'll find. Yeah, the pocket operator does that too. It makes these like screeching noises as it's thrown it in yeah. there. Yeah, it's pretty piercing. I like to see how that works out. Um, pretty sure some of my tinnitus comes from those kind of firmware upgrades. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe you're having one. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's just what it is. My entire thirty-first yeah, year on this planet been one massive upgrade. <laughs> yeah, at least in your thirty-second, it'll be like way better than. Hopefully. We'll yeah, one day it'll kick in. <laughs> You'll stop updating and be updated. Yeah. <laughs> ah, if only. We'll see. We can pray. Um, we can get through that. Okay. That's the mutable instruments one. Um, wouldn't mind getting through that one. Um, do we have time for the groove box or do we go straight to the round robin? Some offer. Um, I think we can take a quick look at it. I think this is something I'd mm. like to, in general, come back to and. Uh, because it's something I'd actually really like to check out. So, but I just wanted to bring it up to everyone's attention. I know a lot of us have been talking and looking into doing more with ILS, and I saw this. I think I saw it on Syntopia or something. But we've got a video direct from the developer. But it's an ILS. It was a sequencer for external gear. Uh, it's called Strokes. But now there's a new update that adds basically a groove box where you can input samples if you're on. Mac or iOS, you can do it from iCloud. And if you're on Windows, I think you just throw it on in. But so now you can create songs internally with sample sounds and also sequence hardware with it. Wow. Okay. Do you want me to play the videos? Yeah, just take, let's just take a quick look. Bring that up. Uh, bring that up here. Um, it lo looks like a pretty interesting piece of kit. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to stop talking and let the video do the talking. Hi, my name is John Howes and this is Strokes version 3.9. Up to now, Strokes has functioned as a sequencer for external instruments, plugins, or hardware. But with this new update, Strokes can function as an entirely self-contained instrument using this new sampler page. To get you started, I've made a sample pack which has sounds from a machine drum, mono machine, Nord drum 2, and a few other instruments. Uh, you can download that by hitting this I in the corner and pressing download factory samples. That'll store it on your device as a zip file, then you just like unarchive it. And then to access sounds, we go to the sampler page, press load a sample, and we can navigate to our sample folder and start loading in sounds. You can load in sounds from iCloud, um, or if you're on Windows, you can just drag and drop files onto those load buttons. So I'm going to load in a kick drum sample here. And you'll hear that whenever we get a note on channel one, this channel one sample is going to play. 
So let's have a look at some of the parameters that we've got here. Pretty easy. So if we drag yeah. the top half of the waveform, we can set the sample start point. And if we drag the bottom half of the waveform, it sets the end point. And this also turns it, the sample Just into a Just play a little bit at the beginning. I want to show some of the sounds he was doing with it in sequencing. I love that overhead wobble. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll put a link to the full video in the chat and then in the description after the video ends. Uh, like I said, I just wanted to show this a little bit because I saw it and was like, wow, this is awesome. To sequence external gear or even, it's like connected with Ableton Link and stuff like that. So you could even do Ableton from it. But to then, like I've been talking about, be able to just like take it apart and do it all on its own with the samples. And there's delay and reverb built in. So you can do these really cool like bus channel sounds and things like that. Lots of sample manipulation. It's just, it looks like a very cool and powerful iPad program, and I think it's twenty bucks. Uh, it might be twenty-two, I think now, but uh, it's it's yeah, it's twenty-two ninety-nine. Um, it looks pretty awesome. I got it in pounds, so yeah, nineteen ninety-nine and thirty-five yeah. pound from Windows and Mac. Yeah, and it says it's got algorithmic rhythm generators, which you know how we love uh, generative music over here, uh, and it, there's just a ton of features for it. Very cool. Yeah, very much so. I think I like I like how I've been uh, dabbling a lot with FL Studio again this week, and mm -hmm. it's interesting how similar they are in terms of like the key step approach and stuff like that. And how, yeah, it seems again combine that with how you drag, kind of move samples around and manipulate the samples. It's like those again, a bit like Koala in that sense, but they've all they're all in front of you. I suppose having to go into each individual sample. Which means, which is really nice. It's really intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what do you think? You know, me, portable sound <laughs> stuff, you know, if, if it's useful and, and the quality of the sound that it can produce is good. Well, it's all I samples. Like stuff. Yeah. I mean, and you can't go wrong with that, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's so you, cool. You and then the you can sequence. The studio, put it in it and take it off somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It looks really cool. Chat, uh, what do you guys think about this? Anything, anybody want to check it out? I definitely want to check it out and do a more yeah. proper look at it. This was just a cursory, like, hey, we, we saw this. It looked pretty cool. We wanted to share it, get everybody's opinion on it. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll revisit this with a proper look. Yeah, we'll have a deep dive, I'm sure. Um, it's always fun to be had, especially when you're looking at your iOS stuff. Hey, Sam Warfer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love iOS stuff. What were you going to say, Jan Lake? If you're time constrained, you know, if you've got a busy life and it's hard to find enough time in the studio, having good tools like this that can, you know, you can chip away at things and generate ideas outside to bring into the studio, it just makes your time more effective if you can find tools like that. Mm, Helps so. you time hack. Yeah. Um, time slips away so quickly, especially as you get further and further into your production life, <laughs> shall we say. Um, so it's nice to have these little things that, like you say, if you're sitting on the tram or if you're just kind of on your lunch break or something, just kind of have a little prod and a poke and see what pops out. So yeah. really and I love that it's got samples as a, a factory sample pack from the machine drum, mono machine and the mm -hmm. Nord drum too. That's pretty awesome. It was, it, it reminds me of, uh, we were, oh, it was again, it was on our patron at, at the weekend, Thomas, um, he was saying how he has a place where he writes 
his synthesizer stuff and he'll he writes his stuff in the studio but then he'll take his stuff home and have and he knows at that point it's a dedicated kind of like uh mixing time so yeah he turns it into stems yeah in the studio yeah, yeah. whatever he's doing he makes stems brings it back home and mixes it there he also has his modular i think at home but yeah, yeah, like two separate places so that you're always doing a one dedicated function per place. Yeah. And I, I like cool. that. I've been, yeah, it's something that I'm uh, personally very interested in, that kind of separation of the brains, so to speak. Um, that seems, again, coming back to the strokes, it's a very kind of interesting way of doing that. You know, you can make your beats and make your sample-based stuff on the fly, and then you can always record that, put that into Ableton or bounce it out as a stem and then play with it. It's... I know you can do things like koala and stuff like that, but that seems very intuitive. Yeah, and very expansive because you have the hardware sequencing, you have the sample stuff, it's all the effects and things like that per channel or port per sample. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Imagine putting that and then putting that through Paul X stretch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd be unstoppable. Exactly. Yeah. Ambient God. Yeah, you'd achieve <laughs> ambient godliness. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think in the chat or if you're watching back. Uh, yeah, I'd be keen to know. Um, we bring these things to you as we find them, usually. Um, don't always get time to do a deep dive. And if, but if it's something that you would like us to look at more, look more at, look at more. Um, look into deeply. Look into deeply <laughs> and get lost in the abyss. Let us know. Because, um, yeah, we like doing this kind of thing. So, yeah, that's normal. Um, yeah, that is all the news for this week, unless I'm jumping the gun, I believe. No, I think that's it. Let's go to the round robin. Go to the round robin. Yeah, no marketing this week. Um, we, we toyed, we were having a joke uh, ahead, of, ahead of in the green room before we came live about what's new with Instagram this week, but I think we'll leave that until the dust settles a little bit more. Yeah, um, and have yeah. verified... Yeah. So if they're still doing it next week. Yeah, yeah, just in case. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'd like to bring you uh, good content as opposed to just what we find all the time. So, yeah, um, we'll find out what's going on with Instagram next week, next week. But, uh, yeah, the round robin. Now, for anyone who is uh, either perhaps new to the show or hasn't tuned in for this part or stayed this long before, uh, thank you for making it this far. Um, but the round robin, uh, is a section where we bring a question to the table each week, sometimes existential, sometimes about productivity, sometimes about marketing, something to do with the production game. And we put it out into the interwebosphere and we like to see what people think about what they say. Uh, that's essentially a good chin way. rub. A good <laughs> chin rub. Oh, yeah. That, that would be the proverbial. If you're thinking for the emoji, it's the yellow one that's going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's what this is, uh, and it's just—it's a very quick and simple one this week. Um, I was uh, just watching you on like stroke his chin on the playback on the other screen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because getting distracted. I have three versions of it. I have our chat. I have the Streamlabs, which is delayed, and then I have the the laptop where I'm keeping track of the chat. And all that. <laughs> I see—I see it in three. I see it. <laughs> Bro, that's just a trip. That's what that is. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like a exactly. time loop or something. It's like the control room in a matrix or something <laughs> over there. Yeah, you, <laughs> ate, you ate some fungus coming off a tree. Yeah. Didn't you? yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. What is it so you say, Curtis? You tripped and ate some earth or something, right? I tripped, tripped and ate some earth, or I rummaged in my fridge and came up with something I shouldn't have done. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, uh, the round robin this week, moving along quickly from my personal life, um, is um, <laughs> we've all, <laughs> we've been in the game now for a while. I say the game. We've been producing for a while, and some of us have been producing for many years. Some of us have been producing for, for many minutes. Some have just started. Imagine today there is one, at least one person who's picked up a MIDI controller for the first time and installed Ableton Live or uh, Cubasis or whatever. Or Logic. Or logic. <laughs> for the I see you time. trying to discriminate. But... <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Uh, yeah. Um, maybe they want uh, to mix and master better. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, they're just going to have to spend so much longer trying to get to that point, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no more doors. But yeah, today, I got to think about today. Someone today has picked up. Uh, a copy of whatever and the MIDI controller for the first time and they've started making music for the first time. And now, we don't know everything and we don't know anything, um, but we know something. And <laughs> We know nothing, we, we know something. <laughs> we, know, uh, we know some stuff. We're not just we're not going to profess to know more than we do. That's what I'm saying in a very roundabout way. But... Um, Think about, I'd like you to think about how long you've been doing these things for and the things that you've learned along the way, the things that we have developed and the new ideas and the uh, epiphanies that we've had in our production game as we've progressed down the months and years. And you've come to a spot. What is something that you have come to realize over the years that you wish that you knew at the very beginning of your journey? That's what I kind of want to establish and that's kind of what I want to get through. Um, what is something you know now that if you knew back in the day would have made your life a lot better or a lot easier or a lot less troubling, should we say? Because this can be a very troubling game sometimes. So yeah, who would like to go first today? Uh, I can go. Go on then, someone. Yeah, I think go. the biggest thing I've learned, especially in the last couple years, is to learn to let go mm. and and move on and take what you learned from a song or album and then learn more with the next one. Because it's very easy to keep trying to learn more things and input it in the song you're working on right now. Because, oh, it'll sound so much better. But at a certain point, either, well, A, you're never, you're not releasing it. Like, it's good to just get it out and move on. But B, you just keep getting stuck in adding the newest thing to this and the newest. And, and there's definitely a um, diminishing return to all of that on a per song basis. You should always be learning and always be trying to learn more. But it's good to kind of let go at a certain point. You know like get a song to a point where you feel it's impeccable like it's got imperfections because that's what makes it special but you let go and you start with what you learned from that one use that as a starting point for the next song and then learn more i like that the idea that uh you keep out you keep consistently creating and evolving and like you say uh, setting one thing to the side in favor of a better tomorrow that's really the way of looking at it yeah I think uh, the, the most important things that I've learned about doing this are not to do with music or production techniques. It's all about this stuff, the head game. And it's kind of related a, a bit like to what some people said, because you'll totally agree with that. And, you know, for instance, perfectionism, you know, it, it's nothing's ever going to be perfect, but you can kill things absolutely stone dead, you know, by chasing it, you know, the music that you do is the music that you're doing then and there, 
not the music that you're doing a year from now or two years from now. Things will evolve. You know, you learn from actually doing it. So if you if you do if you strive for perfection and and just you know overwork everything, you'll never finish stuff. It will hold you back. You won't complete things, and you won't get to learn. It's by doing it and doing it a lot that you'll learn the most things and you're better off having some mistakes in there, you know, especially if they're only small and there's maybe a slight thing. If the vibe is there, that's the most important thing. You know, it's about capturing something and conveying that to other people. You know, if you scrutinize it and try and perfect it so much that you lose that thing, you know, you devalue this, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So from an artistic point of view, you need to be aware of how the head gets in the way and to not let it and to, to keep moving forward so that make your mistakes, but make your music as well, you know, mm. and yeah. it will get better and better. Yeah, completely and utterly. I think in, within that realm as well is that comparison to other people, like the idea of well, comparing mm. your work to someone else's work and seeing seeing your work in in relation to other people's is very unproductive in that sense because your work is your work and it's just as valid as it is what it is and it is what it is now it's like they're saying in the chat at the moment you know that you have to let it happen organically you have to enjoy it you know if you nitpick and bring that negative you know critical mentality to trying to be creative you'll kill it do the creation do a bit of nitpicking afterwards if you need to, you know, but don't kill the artist by being, you know, critical. You know, some magic has to happen first. <laughs> then you can sort of take it to bits a bit. But also you need to know when to just call it a day and go, do you know what? That's it. it that's what happened. That's the best version of it. Now I'm going to do something else and I'm going to do something else after that and so on, you know. I'm going to yeah. keep doing other things. Yeah, that's yeah. what FCC said. He said to just let it happen and enjoy doing it. And then Shady Ridge also added to be your own artist. That's huge. But what about yeah. you, Curtis? Yeah. What What's your take on it? Uh, well, I, 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 well, in, I echo what both of you are saying and what people in the chat are saying. Um, I like what Bendu says. Inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. I like that. Like, keep, keep going. Keep Cast going. Up. Yeah, very much. Keep going. Just keep get your head down. Keep keep running. I was thinking about this over the past couple of days um, as I've been dealing with the people at work. And for me personally, on mine, it's uh, set limitations. Now we all have limitations. and I know I've just got myself an Akai APC Mini and suddenly doubled my channel intake from eight to sixteen. But being the hypocrite I am, uh, because. I, I well, there's reasons for it, but set limitations. I think I got so bogged down towards the end of last year and the beginning, uh, sorry, the end of two years ago and the beginning of last year about uh, my projects were huge. I think uh, Axis, I did with Spectre, I think it was about 90 tracks, which, and it's it's okay. It's a good track. I, I, I like it, but I mean, it's it could have been a lot better. And I think I got so much bogged down in the weeds of mixing such a famous that i ju and i just kept adding to it my my reaction that amount of stuff going on it's difficult exactly yeah exactly and i think i i was tying myself in knots by doing it 
and in the end i got a product a product i got a piece of art out of it that was the what i produced was something that is it's i i like it but it, i um, i mean in the name of nitpicking we're always going to nitpick our own stuff but i think that nitpicking came from the fact that i was just tying myself in knots and i couldn't let it go because i didn't set myself any limitations i just kept adding and kept adding and in it, i'm a bit like you Ian, like i'm a maximalist in the sense that my answer to things is usually add and i think in in my case at least i think it, again like i say it ties me in knots and i can get mm. recently as well i've been focusing a lot more on less is more or at least not if it's not less is more it's i know when to stop so to speak and i think that comes mm. with you know coming to a project and saying okay what am i going to experiment with this project what am i going to do in this track what is it that's what message am i trying to portray and what lessons am i trying to learn from it and once i've learned that lesson let it let it go and have that limitation yeah. and move on to the next thing yeah that's my one that's a tricky one because it, it's it's about um it's about knowing yourself because it's a response to knowing what you're like yeah and, and a strategy you know so knowing that up front would have been very valuable because it also requires you to know a bit about what you're like and what you're you know how you work which of course you wouldn't know at the beginning but uh, mm. i think if you look at like music production uh and the limitations of like analog mixes for example and you're stuck with say 16 mm. or you're stuck with 22 or you're stuck with 36 or whatever you're yeah. stuck with that it used many to be tape tracks didn't it you know yeah. that was your limitation and even then they'd start syncing up another machine adding another yeah. 48 or whatever but, but yeah now- but now with DAWs, the limit is whatever your RAM will let you do, which if it's you're... shit, really, because you never really know until you hit it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, yeah. So I think there's something there. I think when you, I used to, I used to be really good at it in the days of like my SoundCloud stuff and the days of my feeler math stuff. It was really good. It was like, what am I trying to do here? Okay. I've done that next track, you know, that kind of thing. But I think especially after. I think after Ebbs Flows and Solos and into the EPs I've been doing, I lost that a little bit. And I kind of came back to let's just do it and just go and you know, ADHD and all that stuff and not really thinking about it. And I think it needs to maintain, need to come back to, like you say, come back to the mind and see where you're at and kind of see what lessons you're trying to learn because and maintain focus in that. It's, it's all very serious. Don't have fun with it. Have a, It's all very serious. <laughs> <laughs> I get your serious face on from making music. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I got. Um, anyone else in the chat or listening back, uh, let us know in the comments. Um, what do you wish that you had known at the beginning of your production journey? Because I'm yeah, sure. What's the one there? thing that specifically holds you back? You know, mm. I'd like to hear about things like that, where yeah. people think, "Well, if only I'd known this." So, like, I remember when I was learning to play drums, it was like no one ever taught me how to tune a drum kit. It was, I've been playing 10 years before I learned how to tune drums. And because I did it well in the studio, everyone wanted me to drum tech for them because the drums always sounded better when I recorded them because I'd actually start by tuning the kit and then miking it, <laughs> you know? There you go. There you it go. sound good to thought? start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, yeah, I wish I'd known that at the beginning. Yeah, let us know. Uh, we are we are three people and a, and a group, a small community of people who know some things, but there's always room to know more, and together we grow. So let us know, as they say. Very much so. So, Morpher? 
I think that's all I got. <laughs> that's what we got to say. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's just the most important. Like everything we talked about, it that it's good to just constantly lo- uh, learn. I was saying lol because uh, Maureen's friend in the chats is laughing about that tuning the drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not even a bad idea to just pitch your drums in a track too. Like I started doing that, and it definitely makes a difference. You're just moving it around a little, see what fits within the track specifically. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially with samples, it's a lot easier to do, isn't it? Yeah, you just tune. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. left to right, you know. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot quicker in Ableton as well. I doubt uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, that. That question was such a sunwater for painting effort. <laughs> you mean apart from Ableton's better? You know, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, but yeah, I didn't um, go with it though. We'll go with it. Um, to me. We'll leave it there for now. Uh, thank you. Oh, you know what? Actually, something I learned is it's much more helpful not staring at a dull gray. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered at the beginning if he would. And he didn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got to use what works for you. Yeah. Gotta use what works for you. It's all a tool. It's all a tool. This is, this is every, all David says it. tuning drums is another skill. Yeah. I've never done it. I'm sure it is. I mean, tuning real drums. Slightly higher than the head you hit. I like that. Uh, Eon Lake, forever the man full of the wisdom. Yeah. Uh, Our Gandalf of Audionautic. I need a beard as well, then. Where would you be without Eon Lake? Um, but yeah, um, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you ever so much for tuning in for this episode. It's been great to have people in the chat. We love it. Thank you ever so much for joining us on uh, on these days and nights that we come and do this. Uh, we love your support. And yeah, we love hearing from you. Um, people watching back, again, we love hearing what you have to say in the comments. Um, everything is growth and everything's interesting to us. So yeah, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, and if you want to continue the conversation, you can head over to our Discord. Uh, the link is in the description. We do little quick hangouts after our audionautic scheduling meets on Monday around 1040 Pacific. And then as we mentioned, uh, we've got our star streams, which are for patrons. And I believe we're adding a second one for patrons uh, soon as well. So uh, yes, back yeah. on that. Well, you know what plus is, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. starting. That month. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we have a great time, but we'd love to see everyone over in the discord. We have a lot of fun over there. Um, but yeah, thanks for watching and we'll see you next week. Ian Lake, any, anything you want to add? Oh, just thanks. For, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your ideas. Yeah. Thanks All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Same time.